Welcome to Wannabe Clutter Free, formerly Wannabe Minimalist, the podcast for busy families who are tired of the chaos, fed up with being overwhelmed, and ready to enjoy life again. Each week, we talk about how to let go of the clutter so that you can focus on the things that actually matter. And it's not just physical clutter. We talk about the mental and emotional stuff too, because if it's holding you back, it's time to ditch it. I share what I've done in my own life to declutter, organize, and calm the chaos, but you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's practical, doable, and simple for those of us that want to be clutter-free. Do you wish you could find an educational podcast that your kids actually want to listen to and you enjoy too? Well, you're in luck. Mysteries About True Histories, affectionately known as math, is a weekly show full of time travel, puzzles, hidden equations, history, and lots of laughs. We listened to a few episodes, and not only did our daughter want to listen to more next time we're in the car, I found myself chuckling too. Every episode follows two best friends, Max and Molly, who work together to solve riddles and math equations during their time-traveling adventures. You're transported to moments in ancient history like Pythagoras' ancient Greece, the era of the Aztecs, Sir Isaac Newton's England, and more. Plus, they do a great job of teaching math theory without it being boring, complicated, or overly childish. And that can't be easy, but it's not really a surprise considering Mysteries About True Histories is from the creators of the hit podcast Who Smarted, Brain Games on Nat Geo and Disney+, and Brainchild on Netflix. Episodes drop every Thursday, and since they are about 15 minutes, they are the perfect length for kids ages 6 and up. Turn your next car ride, break time, or bedtime into math time with so much laughter that your kiddos won't even realize how much they're learning. So tune in to Mysteries About True Histories with your kids on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your pods. Well, hey there, my friend. Welcome back to the show. My name is Deanna Yates, and you are listening to episode 180 of the Wannabe Clutter Free Podcast. On today's episode, we're talking about gratitude. This episode will air the day before Thanksgiving. Perhaps you're listening as you make a last-minute trip to the grocery store, or maybe you're cleaning house because you're hosting dinner. Or maybe you have a mellow holiday, so you're listening on your way home with no big rush looming over you. No matter what, if you are in the U.S., tomorrow is the day when most of us will be asking, what am I thankful for? So today, I want to share a little bit about what I'm thankful for. In fact, I challenged myself to write down 100 things. I thought it would take me a bit to get there, but it was actually pretty easy. Don't worry, I'm not going to list out all 100 things on this episode, but I will tell you a few. And because this was such a powerful exercise, I actually created a free download for you so that you can do it too. I did include my full list there. So if you are curious to know what I listed on my 100, uh, go ahead and check it out. You can find the download in the show notes or go to wannabeclutterfree.com slash 180. Again, that's wannabeclutterfree.com forward slash the number 180. But let's look at what we're going to talk about on today's show. I want to look at why gratitude is so important, how you can start being more grateful, and simple ways that you can practice gratitude daily. However, before I get ahead of myself, I do want to make sure that I say a very big, big thank you to you for joining me today. How can I do a show about gratitude without acknowledging my gratitude and appreciation to you for being here and listening to this show? I know life is busy, and so I will do my best to give you concrete information that you can take with you today to help alleviate some of the hectic nature of motherhood and life in general. I want to inspire you into action so you can reach your goals and step into the person you want to be. Because you can listen to me talk about this stuff, but until you actually do something with the information you learn, 
whether on this podcast or anywhere else, you will not feel the benefits for yourself. I know you can do this and I am here to help you. I also want to help any friends or family in your life that need to hear this message. So please feel free to share this podcast with them. Sharing this show is the best way for me to get the word out about how letting go of your clutter can free you up for a world of possibilities you never imagined possible, including a decluttered and organized home, a tamed to-do list, and more happiness. And I am on a mission to spread that message out to as many women as I can, because I think the world filled with women who are happy would be an amazing place. Don't you? Just one more quick thing before we hop on the gratitude train. I received this review this week and was so grateful I wanted to share it with you too. Jessica201 said, and I quote, you make a difference. Thank you so much for all these helpful tips. It's because of this podcast that I felt motivated to clean up and clean out. I've donated hundreds of things that no longer serve a purpose in my home. This has helped my mental health and overall mood. I like that you touch base on the emotional part of it and incorporate being a mom to the mix. I'm so grateful to have been introduced to this podcast and every time I'm cleaning, I'm listening, end quote. Jessica, you are so very welcome. I am thrilled to have played a part of your journey and I am proud of the work that you have put in to make the changes in your home. I'm also thrilled that someone shared this show with you. So thank you for sharing that with me. So for those of you listening, share this with your friends. It really might be just the thing that they need in their life. Okay, that's enough for housekeeping. Let's get back to today's topic and discuss the amazingness of gratitude. So practicing gratitude can be a game changer in your life. I know it was a big one for me too. So when you ask most people what they want in life or what they want for their kids, the response is likely happiness. You'll get a lot of people saying that they want success in there too, but It usually boils down to success so that they can be happy. Well, you can shortcut your way to more happiness with, you guessed it, gratitude. Living your life with gratitude helps you notice the little wins, like your kids getting their shoes on without a fight, a stranger holding the door open for you, or even just your morning cup of coffee. These small moments form a net of well-being that when noticed over time, strengthen your ability to see the good and abundance in your life. Building your capacity for gratitude, it isn't difficult. It just takes practice. The more you can bring your attention to the things you are grateful for, the more you'll notice them and you'll add to your list of things to be grateful for. It's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. As you start to be grateful, you are more grateful. So we've just got to start by knocking down the first domino and really get it all to tip. I want to caution, though, that the practice of gratitude is a very personal experience, and it is different for everyone. So please remember that as you listen to this episode and you begin or you get back to your gratitude practice. I want you to be open, honest, and accepting of yourself and any of the emotions that may come up along the way. This is all a learning journey, and we need to be kind to ourselves. So please start there. All right, let's actually look at why a gratitude practice is so important. And this part might actually blow your mind. It kind of does mine. So studies show that practicing gratitude has incredible effects from improving our mental health to boosting our relationships with others. A study by the Greater Good at UC Berkeley found that participants who practiced gratitude were happier and less depressed. They even found that practicing gratitude made lasting changes in their brains. 
The good news is that this practice is a skill, so don't worry if you aren't naturally an optimistic person or if you struggle to see the silver lining in tough situations. I also want to point out that this is not toxic positivity, so I'm not saying that things are always easy or that life will be free of problems when you start looking for things to be grateful for. But as you start to incorporate little daily routines, you can help train your brain to see the world through a lens of a grateful heart. So you can appreciate getting through a tough moment or keeping your cool when you really wanted to scream and yell. Well, speaking of yelling, a study published in Psychological Science found when people focused on being thankful, they were more able to demonstrate patience. Win for us parents, right? Another study published in the Review of Communication found that gratitude has a positive impact on positive behaviors, such as helping others and exercising. So as we head into the new year and the onslaught of new health routines and things we want to improve, gratitude may be just the thing we need to actually reach our goals. But if that's not enough, Ellie Cobb, PhD, a holistic psychologist and the director of psychology for Thankful, shares that, quote, People who intentionally cultivate gratitude show greater neural sensitivity in the medial prefrontal cortex, a brain region associated with learning, rational thinking, and decision-making. Science shows that we can train ourselves to experience thankfulness more often simply by paying attention to our lives differently. Attention is like a spotlight in the brain, and whatever we repeatedly bring attention to becomes stronger and brightens over time. End quote. Pretty remarkable stuff, right? Now that we've looked at why gratitude is so important, let's look at how you can start being more grateful. But first, let's take a quick break to hear from this week's sponsors who enable me to bring you this show for free. So thank you for giving them a listen. You know how life doesn't stick to a schedule? Well, why should your paycheck? That's where Earn In comes in. It's an app that lets you access the money you've earned right when you need it, not just on payday. Imagine this, your dog suddenly needs a vet or your kid has a little accident and needs a dentist, ASAP. We've been there and waiting for your payday in those situations just doesn't make sense and it adds unnecessary stress. With Earn In, you can pull up to $100 per day or up to $750 each pay period directly from your earnings without the crazy fees or interest rates. It's super simple, download the Earn In app Verify your paycheck and get access to your earnings as you earn them. You decide what to tip and whatever you use gets settled on your next payday. More than three and a half million users are finding relief and a sense of security with Earn In, calling it a lifeline for financial stability. That peace of mind, it's priceless and it could be yours. Ready to give it a try? Download Earn In today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earn In app, type in Clutter under Podcast when you sign up. It'll really help out the show. That's Clutter under Podcast. Earn In is a financial technology company, not a bank. Subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. This podcast is supported by Active Skin Repair, a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. We've been using Active Skin Repair for a few months now, and I am seriously impressed. They use a molecule called hypochlorous acid, which is pretty much a superhero in skincare. It mimics your body's own immune response, 
helping to cleanse, soothe, and reduce inflammation to support the natural healing process. And let me tell you, it works for more than just scraped knees. Whether it's sunburns, rashes, or even more persistent issues like eczema or acne, Active Skin Repair has got you covered. The best part? It's totally safe and non-toxic. That means it's gentle enough for every skin type, from the little ones to grandma and everyone in between, making it the go-to for everyone in the family. I scraped my knuckle the other day while doing laundry, and my first thought was to grab the Active Skin Repair because one, it doesn't sting like other products, and two, I knew it would help me heal faster. So if you're looking for a natural, effective way to handle boo-boos, check out Active Skin Repair. And because you're a listener, you can get 20% off your order. Visit ActiveSkinRepair.com to learn more about Active Skin Repair and to get 20% off your order, use code CLUTTERFREE. Again, that's ActiveSkinRepair.com and use code CLUTTERFREE to get 20% off your order. Welcome back. Let's talk about how we can start being more grateful. First, let's understand that gratitude can be found anywhere and in anything. It's not always about the most obvious, like your family, partner, friends, or the nice things you might have. I also want you to challenge yourself to find gratitude in even the most mundane things, or those things that you even forget about on a daily basis. For instance, when I get frustrated that I have to go grocery shopping, I try to remind myself that I am so fortunate that not only do I not have to grow my own food or slaughter my own farm animals for dinner, but I also have access to more variety and choice than in any other time in history. So when I look at grocery shopping through that lens, well, I can practically skip down the aisles. Nothing has changed except my perspective and the fact that I have gratitude for the fact that all of it is at my fingertips. Or maybe everything seems to be going wrong lately. So perhaps you're not grateful for the circumstances, but you can be grateful that you have the strength or the support system to get through it, right? So this goes back to that idea of toxic positivity. Like we're not trying to say that everything is perfect and if I just believe it, it will be. It is just saying like, okay, yeah, maybe that was hard, but did you see how I was able to persevere through it? I was able to tough it out. I was able to really buckle down and study or like really get some work done. I focused for an hour and look at how you were able to overcome an adversity, okay? Or perhaps there's something in your life you want to change. For example, if you struggle with the state of your home, let's say because you'd like it to be more organized, during your practice of gratitude, write down what you are currently grateful for in your home. You can write about the rooms in your home you love or the activities you like to do. Maybe you like cuddling up on the couch for movie night or playing board games. You can write about how you are grateful for the drawer that you decluttered because it shows progress, even though you might not be as far along as you'd like to be. So see how we can be grateful for the journey and where we are, even though we're not at the finish line, because I promise you The finish line is really, I guess, when we die, if you think about it that way, because you're constantly going to be progressing. You're going to want to go the next step. You're going to want to go somewhere else. You're going to want to do something else. Your tastes are going to change. So let's not be rushing to a finish line. Let's enjoy the journey. Let's make sure we are making progress. And that is what we need to be grateful for. So nothing is too small or too big to be grateful for. Gratitude is everywhere. Some things on my list include our ability to walk to school right now, the view of the sunset on one street in our neighborhood, my body for growing and giving birth to our daughter, our new rain showerhead, our ability to replace something if it breaks, 
an older car that's paid off, the fact that I can record this episode from my home and have it listened to by people all around the world. So there is no right or wrong. You do not have to justify what you are grateful for. So like I said at the beginning of this episode, I created a PDF download so that you can write down your Grateful 100. Of course, you can also just start writing on a piece of paper, but if you get stuck, check out the download. It's free and I have included my Grateful 100 so you can see the things that I brainstormed. Some are big things like my family, my friends, and you. Basically, any and all relationships that I have in my life. And some are small things like the things I just listed a minute ago. Feel free to share your list back with me too. I would love it, love it, love it if you downloaded it, filled it out, and then shared it back with me because studies prove that joy is contagious. So let's spread that around. All right, let's take one more quick break. And when we come back, I will break down some daily ways you can incorporate gratitude so that it becomes second nature. When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play, and we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. You get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. All right, thanks for coming back. To finish today's show, I have compiled a list of 10 small things you can do regularly to make gratitude come more naturally to you. Number one is to start a gratitude journal. Now, if the idea of a journal just made you groan a little bit, you are not alone. This does not have to be complicated. In fact, it's best if it's kept super simple. So all you really need to do is write down three things that you are grateful for every day. These could be bullet points or one sentence. The idea is to reflect on your day and pull out the bits of joy or the moments of strength, the things that you are grateful for. Not to write a diatribe, and fill up an entire page, okay? Let's keep it easy. 
Number two is mindful mealtimes. So the traditional religious gesture of saying grace before a meal is one of the oldest forms of daily gratitude. But if you are not religious, you can still practice this in some form. So you can go around the table and have each person say one thing that they are grateful for that day. And if you want to, you can go ahead and take it up a notch by modeling to your kids that gratitude doesn't always have to be about the happy things that happened. You can show them that you are grateful for your perseverance or your patience. Number three, appreciate acts of kindness. So often we apologize when people do nice things for us. I want to challenge you to flip the apology script to say thank you instead. So for example, when someone holds the door open for you, say thank you instead of, oh, sorry. Like, have you ever done that? Rushed through the door and been like, oh, so sorry, thanks. You know, right? Don't say that. Look at them and say genuinely with a smile on your face, thank you. Not only will this make you feel better, it will make the person who held the door for you feel good about what they have done and it will likely encourage them to do that again, continue that behavior, right? Isn't that so much better? Or I have another one that's a big one. If you are late, instead of apologizing, saying, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry I'm late and coming up with some lame excuse that we all know isn't really real anyway, stop that and thank the person who waited for you. Thank you so much for your patience today. Thank you so much for waiting for me. You can apologize after that, but thank the person because what they did was generous and then they know that you actually appreciated it. All right. So let's appreciate those small acts of kindness. Number four is to create a ta-da list. You are right. I said ta-da, not to do. So one of my favorite ways I came across practicing gratitude in my research for this episode, which I am absolutely adding to my life, is from Chelsea Lee Truscott. And she suggests ending your day with a ta-da list rather than a to-do list. On a ta-da list, you write down all you were able to accomplish that day instead of all of the things you still have to do. It is a subtle and simple change, but it makes a huge difference. And I am so excited to see how this transforms my days. It is something I've just started. And so I don't have enough research to back it up yet, especially because we are on break this week. Uh, Number five is to set gratitude reminders on your phone. Let's use technology to work for us, all right? So this can be done once a day or multiple times a day. And all you have to do is just set a calendar reminder on your phone uh, to, you know, come on and just ding. And once it pings you, spend a minute or two listing or writing out or thinking about what you are grateful for. If you are not in a place where you can write something down, Take a deep breath and think of one thing that you are grateful for in the moment. It doesn't have to be hard. Number six is to practice gratitude meditation. So this is a little different than normal meditation. And I came across this in the book, Stress Less, Accomplish More by Emily Fletcher. And in the book, she shares a meditation technique of working through your five senses to get really present. So you can turn this into gratitude by listing out what you are grateful for based on your five senses. So whatever you are grateful for your ability to touch, see, smell, taste, and hear in that moment. This again can be done in one minute. So you could combine this with number five when you're setting those gratitude reminders and when it pings you, take a moment to take a deep breath and then think about the five things you are grateful for based on your five senses. It really does help get you centered and present. 
Number seven is to remember the bad. Now, this one might be the biggest surprise on the list, but I fully believe that we can't really comprehend the good without the contrast of the bad. So to be grateful in your current state, it is helpful to remember the hard times that you once experienced. So you might want to look back on difficult times that you faced and look at how far you've come. When you set up that explicit contrast in your mind, that contrast really is the fertile ground for gratefulness. You will be able to appreciate the journey instead of looking at where you are, comparing it with somebody way, way, way down the path and thinking, look at all of this, I still have to go. So we need to take a minute, look behind ourselves at how far we have come and say, whew, wow, okay, that I am thankful for that. All right. Uh, Number eight is to use grateful and positive language. So I want you to watch how you speak to yourself and to those around you. So when possible, reframe your negative words with encouraging or positive ones. A simple way to do this is if you start to say, I can't add the word yet. It is the easiest way to do it. So I can't whatever yet. Okay. And we do this with our daughter all the time because again, kids do have a way of speaking in absolutes. So try to get them to add yet to the end of their sentences when they're talking down on themselves, if they don't feel like they can do something. I can't tie my shoe yet. I can't climb that, the monkey bars yet, right? All it takes is practice, just like gratitude. I can't do all of the, I can't do a gratitude journal yet, right? Okay, so that is one good thing. Or if you have to turn somebody down, again, don't, we, we don't have to say, I don't have time for this right now. Instead, we can reframe it and choose it for something that works for us. You can say something like, I can do this tomorrow at 10 a.m. Does that work for you? Or this next one I'm super guilty of, when someone asks you how things are going, instead of saying, oh, not too bad, or I can't complain, sometimes I say that because I, you know, things are going really well and I don't want to brag. But we're going to talk about this in a second. Instead, if things are going great or fantastic, say they're great or fantastic. Let's not minimize our joy because joy is contagious. So if we can spread joy, if we are joyful, the people around us will think like, oh, okay, cool. Generally, it is helpful to be around joyful people. So why don't we be those joyful people that other people want to be around? All right. I'm working on that one. Number nine is to go through the motions. So grateful motions are things like smiling, saying thank you, which we already talked about, writing letters of gratitude, writing thank you notes, sending people a quick little text saying that you're thinking of them or you appreciate them. These could be really easy and we have technology tools right at our fingertips. So let's use them. Because when we go through these grateful motions, we actually trigger the emotion of gratitude more often, right? It's kind of that fake it till you make it, but let's use it for good. So smile more, you will be happier. Uh, Saying thank you more will make people feel more appreciative, then they'll do nicer things, right? So kind of that selfish altruism where we we want to feel good, so we want to help the people around us feel good because when we're surrounded by people that feel good, we feel better too. All right. Number 10 is to do a quick body scan. So we women can be so harsh with ourselves and especially our bodies, but our bodies are amazing and they are capable of some mind blowing things. So let's give them more credit, right? We can still work on improving 
and appreciate where we are in the journey. So a grateful body scan works like this. You start at your feet and you work your way up. You pay attention to and acknowledge each part of your body along the way. And to turn this into a moment of gratitude, as you work your way up, thank each part of your body. So you might say, thank you to my feet that helped me go on a walk around my neighborhood this evening. Or thank you to my knees that allow me to sit down in this chair. Uh, Thank you to my stomach that allows me to digest the yummy dinner I had this evening, right? So I know it sounds kind of silly, and I'm just making up examples on the spot. It's much easier when you're talking in your head than when you're talking out loud, but it really does work because you focus on what your body does for you instead of what it's not doing for you or what you don't like about it, and it is really helpful. So give that one a try and notice how much better you actually feel in your own skin. All right, so those were 10 things that we can do on a regular basis. I'm not going to say daily because when I do that, I set myself up for failure. So just on a regular basis, it's better to do them a couple times a week or, I mean, if you could do them every day, you will definitely notice a difference, but just start. That's all we have to work on because remember to cultivate gratitude, you must strive to practice regularly. I'm not going to say daily, but if we do this consistently over time, we will see a lot of progress. Even if it's only for two minutes, a two-minute mindful moment of gratitude can uplift your mood. It can help retrain your brain so that it actually starts to look at this, um, all of this gratitude more naturally. You can become a more optimistic person, somebody that notices the abundance instead of only seeing the lack. And this is gonna help you when you go to declutter and organize your house because you are going to understand that you have everything you need and you don't need more, okay? All right, with that, I wanna turn it to you. I want to know what you are grateful for. Don't forget to download the free guide for today's episode and brainstorm your Grateful 100. You might be surprised to see how fast they start to flow when you get into it. So feel free to keep going past 100 if you want. And then please, please, please come share your favorites with me. They could be the ones you are most grateful for, the ones that surprised you the most, or the littlest things that sparked your gratitude, your choice. Send me a DM on Instagram or comment on this post and share it with the world. I am wannabe clutter free on the social channels. Or come on over to the wannabe minimalist family group on Facebook and share with that closed community. There will be a discussion thread for this episode and we would love to chat with you in the comments. And as always, thank you so much for joining me today. I am So grateful you are here. And yes, you made it on my Grateful 100. So if you made it this far, just a reminder to share this episode with someone special in your life. And for extra credit, you can also leave a rating and a review for this show. It will only take a minute and it means so much to me. So thank you for helping me out. And with that, I hope you have an amazing day. Join me next week for a discussion with Jen Pike about simplifying our health and decluttering all the information coming at us regarding body image, body changes, and how we feel about ourselves as we age. She doesn't hold back, so make sure you are subscribed so you don't miss it. Until next time, keep decluttering, keep moving forward, and keep being grateful for the abundance in your life. I'm Deanna Yates, and you've been listening to Wanna Be Clutter Free. I'll see you next week. Cheers.
I'm Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. (laughs) Well, you're, Amy, more of a we were supposed to leave 35 seconds ago, mom. I mean, touche. In each episode of What Fresh Hell, we come at a topic from our usually completely opposite perspectives. I bring the research. And I bring kind of the gimlet eye. Like, is that research really going to work, people? And almost 10 million downloads later, we're still laughing. We also talk to experts in the parenting field, plus parents with stories we can all learn from. We make each other laugh, we challenge each other's assumptions, and we have what we think is the best parenting community on the internet. Check out What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood wherever you listen to podcasts.